What's up? And welcome to Espresso with Erin and Sarit, the show where you go to gain the confidence and self-empowerment that you need to live your best and most authentic life. Tough love conversations to reveal the simple truths that will transform your relationships, your body, and your bank account. We are your hosts. I'm Erin. And I'm Sarit. And we are on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and financial habits that have transformed ours. Good Thursday and happy noon. Coming at you guys with a very, very, very special guest today. The mascot, Mr. Boogie. You guys, look how loving he is. You are such a mush. I love it. It's just what we call him sweet. Today, we have a hot relationship topic. Sarit literally just changed the topic on me. Because it's been a topic of conversation like three times for me today. And I'm like, you know what? We need to talk about this. I'm like, okay, I got it all set up, babe. She's like, no, we're talking about something else. And I'm like, okay. So this is my first time hearing about it, just like you. What are we talking about today? Today, have you ever felt conflicted because finally you get into a relationship after like a bunch of chaotic, like drama-filled relationship and the person is, there's nothing wrong with them. And you get to a point where you're like, because there is nothing wrong with them, I think there is something wrong with me. What's wrong with me now? Wait, explain something. Why would they think if there's nothing wrong? I mean, first of all, like what's right and what's wrong? Second of all, hold on. Like what, if nothing's wrong with them, why would you think there's something wrong with you? Because you're not really smitten and all about it. So you're not feeling like being in that relationship? Yeah, but in the past, like, you're like, man, I just don't want any drama. And then you get to a point where it's like, there is no drama, but you're like, whoa. So what you're saying is when the relationship, when there's something obvious in the relationship where you're like, wow, I'm not down with that. It's easy to be like, I'm not down with that, right? Mm -hmm. So what we say is, something must be wrong with them. Or what if you're like, but there's actually nothing wrong with them. Hold on. Okay. If something's wrong with them, is there actually something wrong with them? Maybe, maybe. Okay. So if we say like, oh, you're, you're, you're dirty and you leave laundry around the house. Is something wrong with them? Or is that just not aligned with how you want to live your life? Mm. Look, I really believe people want to be good people. And they want to be good partners, but not every person is going to align, align with and match up with every person. Actually, I believe rarely are we going to truly match up and align with every way somebody else wants to live their thought process, their principles of life, their philosophies, their core values, their behaviors, all of that. Does that mean there's anything wrong with them or wrong with you? Or does it just mean that we're not vibing. We're not meshing. If somebody's like violent and aggressive and something like that is a different story. But if you feel like, man, I just, I'm not vibing with somebody, but there's nothing wrong with them. They don't leave their clothes all over the house. They have a good stable job. They, 
you know, they don't mistreat me. They, you know, are at least semi-attractive in my opinion of attraction. And, you know, so something must be wrong with me. No, maybe you just need to have a conversation on why the energy feels off. Or perhaps you're just, your life may be going different directions. And so you're just not in alignment with one another. Those are my thoughts. I'm sticking to them. You're right. You're right. You're right. But, you know, I think it's hard to dissociate because all you've experienced is the past, right? And in the past, you're like, okay, I just, I don't want any drama, that sort of thing, where, of course, you need to watch your language anyways. This We always talk about it. And then you get to a point where it's like, okay, there is no drama happening, but you're like, but why am I not feeling excited about this? You know, so you start... You start to wonder, like, is something wrong with me? Look, I I was in a relationship like that before. And I literally dragged that shit for like a year because I was like, I knew what, I, like, I was clear on everything that I didn't want. And I That's was easy. And I, right. <laughs> you're, it's like, okay, I got clear on that. And then I moved towards something better. And it was just nice. That's it. Like very like vanilla, like not even a a hint of vanilla spice, just very vanilla. No cinnamon. (laughs) No. And I'm like passion. I'm like, I'm like, why do I always feel like I'm at a five when I want it to be a 10? And like, I would think like, you know, like is something wrong with me? And I, and I remember like, you know, um, I I would talk about it with like a a few friends who were closer to me and like, I'm like, they're great. Like I was conflicted because I'm like, they're great, but I'm just not that into it. What's that movie? She's just not that into you. I I don't know. I've I've never, I've never watched that movie, but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. There is a difference between the person is okay versus this is the one for you. And I'm telling you that from experience. Now, if you're in this situation, be aware of the fact that you have gotten clear on what is it that you don't want, but you you probably attracted that person because you're getting to maybe start to understand, okay, what's ideal for you? Like seeking average is never the goal. I mean, Sure, it could be for a lot of people, but I believe that, you know, like if you're part of the ENS army, like you're not just here to live an average life and do average things and be in average relationships and have an average income. You're here to fucking blow it up. If you're new to this show, we are here because we want to be greater than average. Ah, wow. I would not even say that like that. Like we want to be the greatest. Like, oh, oh. I mean, yes, but not everybody's as crazy and willing as we are to be the greatest, but we want to be superior to average. Yes. Right. Yes. So, um, and the greatest at what I'm never going to be the greatest basketball player. I'm never going to be the greatest, um, um, figure model. I'm never going to be the greatest, um, bobsledder. So what is greatest greatest of what anyways? Um, I think that. It's a standard that's created. Mm -hmm. And when you have, as you work on yourself and as you grow just as a person and a human being, 
your standard, your level of like, I'm not going below this, that line starts to get pushed up higher and higher. And when somebody doesn't meet that, there may be nothing completely like just, oh, this is obviously not a relationship I want to be in, but they might just not be meeting that standard that you have. You know, it's like, I want extra and I'm not willing to settle for anybody who isn't the extra that I'm looking for. And when you know, when you know who it is, it's like, pow. Yeah. Like, you know. You know, last night on the accelerator call, you know, we we were bringing up basically like a, a, a real life scenario. It's like, if you haven't experienced better than yet, you you don't yet have clarity on what the even better thing is. You know, just like somebody who's starting in their weight loss journey, right? Let's say, um, you know, you weigh 220 pounds, okay? Maybe your first massive milestone is 50 pounds because like even like thinking about, oh my gosh, 170 pounds, that's a stretch. But what if you actually achieve it? Like your standards are going to change even more. So when you're at 170, you know, it's like, oh shit, no longer do I just want to be a 170. Like that goal was relevant back then, but based on who I am today, I now want to have a six pack. But you know, when you're 220 pounds, like thinking about a six pack is just so far beyond you that you can't even fathom it. So, you know, be it with your finances or you know, be it with your relationship. Like if all you've known is just dirty, drama-filled relationship, like, drama. you know, if you've worked on yourself and you got to a point where you attracted a person who was just like vanilla, let's call van- vanilla like level zero before you were at like minus 100, just like in deep shit. Okay, now you're not in deep shit anymore, but like, you're just like on a flat line. But once you get there, you know, if you're really in tune with your feelings, like your external environment, your internal environment and and everything that's going on, like maybe what's happening is that your standards are just a little bit higher than what they were initially, because then all you were clear on is I just don't want any drama. Okay, cool. So you attracted this person who didn't bring you any drama. Now, guess what? You're now in a different situation and the person is okay, but are they great? Like you're feeling these things because you're like, man, like, why am I not feeling infatuated? Like, I'd just rather kind of like hang out by myself. Um, (laughs) If you're feeling this way, and I'm telling you that from experience, like they're not the one. They're just not the one. I've been, I've been in a relationship like that too. I was married to a guy. And it just felt like it was just nice. It just felt like, okay, we're a good team. Like we don't really argue. We don't yell at each other. We, you know, we can have conversations like real adults, um, you know, and great. But it just kind of felt like also we're roommates. I want to, I want to talk about something else that you brought up and I'm going to look up a definition. Yup. Infatuation. An intense, but short lived Passion or admiration for someone or something short-lived 
an intense but short-lived passion or admiration for someone or something. Infatuation should not be expected to be there a year in or two years or three years into the relationship. Infatuation, the definition is a short-lived feeling. You will only be infatuated with something for a short period of time. That's the definition of the word. Hmm. Being like in love, I feel like there's a lot of, I don't really know what's going to come up here, but um, definition of love, an intense feeling and deep affection, great interest and pleasure in something, feeling deep affection for. So there's, there's a difference between infatuation and like, I wouldn't even say love because love is still like a... I have admiration for you. Yes, I admire you. Yes. But there's so many things that go into a relationship that is not just love or infatuation. It starts with infatuation. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't, you were just way off at this point. Like you started the game all wrong. But, you know, it moves from infatuation to like, now there is a, yes, I admire you, but I also respect you. Uh I also am inspired by you. Uh I also like want to be around you all the time. So in this might just be me. I don't know, but I know I've been in relationships where I have felt like, Oh, I need my space. I need my space. And you might be in a really happy relationship and feel that way. I don't know. I don't know if that's right or not or whatever. Really. Ultimately, if you're happy, you're happy. That's it. Regardless of how it's done. But I never want to be away from, like, you're literally like my best friend, my partner in everything life, my, like, I'm highly attracted to you still. That has never gone away. We have same core values. We lift one another up. When we bring each other down, we can have a conversation about how how we need to snap out of this. Mm -hmm. So we, we partner really well. The energy matches. We make up the difference in one another, like talking about it with Eldub this morning. Sarit's really smart and I'm really funny, right? But Sarit's getting really funny. So I'm going to have to like get extra funny or get smarter or find a new job. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but it's like, if, if somebody were to be like, Hey, you want to go to a party or whatever? And like, like when you think of Aaron, do you not think of Sarit? Or when you think of Sarit, do you not think of Aaron? It's like, you can't, like, there isn't, there isn't a, if one of us is somewhere, the other one is close by. Mm-hmm. If someone asked me, Hey, do you want to go on a trip? But Sarit can't come. I'd be like, fuck off. <laughs> no, like that's my best friend. I don't want to go anywhere without her. Mm-hmm. And th- I'm not saying that every relationship, like to be a good relationship has to be like that. Cause I don't know, but none of my other relationships were like that where it was just like, yeah, I'm going to go do this by myself. I'm going to go do that by myself. And then I'll see them like twice a week. Like David, I would see him like two or three times a week when I was traveling for work. And I was like, okay with that. Right. I was like having more fun without him. Right. And if he sees this, he'll be like, I mean, he probably won't see this. But anyways, I've I've grown a lot as an individual since then. Thanks to him. There, I was did some fucked up shit, but <laughs> not really that bad. But no. like I've grown as a person a lot. Um and been a better partner because of those other relationships. So it's like when you, the other part of it is like when you experience something that is obviously what doesn't align with what you want in a relationship, 
then you are like, okay, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. I encourage you to think about the things you do want in a relationship. And it also becomes like, it could be, and I'm speaking from my own personal experience. Like it could become more clear with time. Just like when you start your weight loss journey, like you can't fathom having a six pack if you've been overweight your entire life. You know, and if you've been in drama filled relationship your entire life, like you can't fathom what having an amazing relationship is because you're probably just wondering, like, man, I would just hope for like two days of peace and quiet where I'm not on edge all the time because it's so far off from what your current experience is. So, like, you know, it's just important to be in tune with what you're feeling. Because I will tell you this, like, we all have a sixth sense and our sixth sense never lies to us. Most of us are just scared of our sixth sense. Or don't know how to listen to it. Right. Because you've either ignored it for so long. So you're like, what, what is that anyways? Or when you feel it, you, you back, you back away from it instead of leaning into it. Because when you lean into it, it's always a scary decision. It's always an uncomfortable decision, hands down. But it's what moves you forward in life. Because why, why are we scared of it? Because it tells us the truth. It tells us, it tells us the truth, but we're scared to take action on the truth because there's uncertainty. Is this right? Is this not right? Is it, and we start and, to question right, it. And, and, our, and our emotions get in the way. If you were to, all right, I know that not everybody is a Starbucks lover. And I also, I, I don't, I wouldn't say that I like, I love Starbucks, but if you were traveling and you went somewhere new and you wanted to get a coffee in the are United you, States or overseas? In the U.S. Like, are, are you more likely or anywhere? Think about a coffee shop you're like very familiar with or a restaurant you're very familiar with. Are you more likely to choose a brand new restaurant that you've never been to or a brand new coffee shop that you've never been to on a regular basis? This is like, I've got a meeting to go to and I need to stop and I need to get a coffee and then go to the meeting. Are you more likely to, to go to a brand new coffee mm-hmm. shop or one that you've already experienced multiple times? Howard Schultz knows. I'm, I'm asking Tim Hortons. I've been there. But what do you think? Like, are you more likely to go just say like brand new or familiar? Familiar. I know this live ain't lagging, y'all. There we go. The familiar one. Yeah. Because, because it's familiar. Because there's certainty. So if you've been in bad relationships over and over and over, you like, you may not know, but you gravitate towards what's familiar. Mm-hmm. You see things that are familiar. When you listen to a song you know the words to versus listen to a song you don't know the words to, you will choose to listen to the song that you know the words to because it's familiar to you. Even if it's a shitty song, it's familiar. We like familiarity. And so you have to also like if you have a cycle of like bad relationships, um, start focusing on like write a list of like what do I want in a relationship? What are the qualities that somebody has that's like my perfect person? What things do they believe in? How do they live their life? What are their habits? What does their day look like? Um, what things do they value? What start focusing on that stuff. The more you focus on that, the more familiar those things, those words, those descriptions will become. And then you will see more of that. If you're getting a brand new car, I don't know what this law is or this thing with the the brain. It's like, if you're about to get a new car, you're like, Oh my God, I've never had a Jeep Wrangler. I'm going to get a Jeep Wrangler. I want a Jeep Wrangler. All of a sudden you see Jeep Wranglers everywhere. Especially if you live in Jersey. 
I swear everybody in Jersey has that car. Everybody's gonna all see the Jeep. lesbians in Jersey have that car. Everybody's That's like see, a lesbian alert. Everybody's going to see Jeep Wranglers now. No, it's the Subaru Forester. That's like in Colorado. That's like the le- the Colorado lesbian. <laughs> there's a there's a lesbian car. <laughs> the LA one is a G wagon. There's a no. That's not true. There's just G wagons everywhere in LA. I'm just I'm making it. And up. There's Teslas everywhere in LA. True. There's Bentleys and Rolls everywhere in Miami. <laughs> Lamborghinis, crazy. Anyways, focus on on what you want because <laughs> Outback. It's true. Daisy knows. You know. What's an Outback? Is that a Subaru Toyota? Outback? No, it's another. It's another like. Um, oh, like it's a, like an SUV, right? No, it's like a. What is that? What is that called? Um, not a hatchback. Um, care? Not a caravan. What? what What's the Canadian lesbian car? A Toyota Prius. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you guys are just so nice up in Canada. <laughs> so funny. Hey, we have a Subaru Legacy. Teresa, I used to have an Impreza for eight years. I had it. That was my first car I bought from the dealership. Truck, truck. That will be for all the Midwestern lesbians. Big truck. The bigger the better. Get, but you get the with, point. With the, with the bull balls in the back that go, <laughs> so nasty. What? It's like some. Have you ever seen those trucks that have like like the balls oh. dangling in the back? I oh, actually from the hitch. Yeah, it's <laughs> nasty shit. Okay. Anyways, um, we are talking about. Please, <laughs> <is> gross. <laughs> um. <sighs> anyways, what were we talking about? Familiarity. Yeah. Like, focus on what you want. You will start seeing it, and then you'll be like, okay, all right. But don't don't settle. Like I had settled settle, before. You guys, don't Reach. settle. There's two kinds of people in this world: reachers and settlers. <sighs> That's good. I mean, so uh, you know, l- let's talk about what if the person has the right habits, and maybe that's what attracted. Attracted attracted you to them in the first place because you're like, man, like you or she have similar habits, but on an energy level and on and on a emotional and mindset level, you're just like not vibing. It's the spirit. Right. Like the spirit's not vibing, but the physical habits you're like are there. I will tell you this, it ain't gonna work. Yeah, I mean, you and I don't want to generalize, but I'll tell you from my own experience, it ain't going to work. It can be like a, you know, a good, mediocre relationship. Good, mediocre. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. a good, mediocre relationship. Yeah, good, mediocre. But but the, but it's always going to be mediocre. Yeah. Like like room temperature water. Let me tell you something from an energy standpoint. You can't, you can't, like if a relationship was mediocre to start with, unless both parties decide like have a really tough conversation and decide to both be great the relationship will be mediocre it's like stale popcorn you're like i'll still eat it because it's popcorn but it's kind of stale i know you bitches like popcorn i love popcorn yeah i haven't had popcorn in a long time mediocre relationships like stale popcorn Mm-hmm. You'll still eat it because it tastes good. But you're Very like, yeah. rarely are you gonna take like a mediocre relationship and make it great from from just like a, a spiritual level. I'm I'm telling you that, but that will require a lot of courage and actual love from both parties. Like, hey, 
I, I like how you're living your life, but I need more. And that's a really tough conversation. And the question is, is, is it worth it, honestly? Because to me, from an energy standpoint, like if I'm not feeling it, it ain't worth it. At least in this day and age, five years ago, my standards weren't as high. So I tolerated that shit for, for a year. The universe did for me something amazing and, you know, found her cheating on me. I cried a lot that night, called my mom like a fucking child. Oh my God, I can't believe it, blah, blah, blah. I was over it a week ago. I mean, a, a, a week ago. Sorry. Just <laughs> last week, I sorry. finally got over it. <laughs> I, was, I was over it a week later and I said, never again will I do this shit until this is the right person. And then I took a two year hiatus where basically I just didn't take anybody seriously. I, I, had, I had to figure myself out. It's just like sales. With every no, you get one step closer to a yes. Like or, with or every, every experience, right. With every experience, I got so clear on what I wanted. And then, you know, end of December, 2015, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this thing where I'm going to do vision and goals. Oh, Two you. weeks later, she walked into my life and I was like, like a storm, like a hurricane. Um, and I was like, what is that? What is that? Like a tornado. And we're inseparable. So, you know, I guess knowing that the next point is so like, if you're currently in this in this situation, like, where are you going? I would say the reality is, is that if you on a scale of one to 10 are like at, at a 10 where you're like, man, I'm not feeling this, mm, but like, I see the potential, then you need to have a really tough conversation. And you really need to hope that they're very receptive to it. Like it will take a lot of courage and a lot of love from both people to to make you do that. And don't think that within like two weeks or one month, it's going to be better. In fact, don't think that it's going to be better. Because I know that look, dude, like we're all energetical beings like you can't, you Did can't you say energetical. Yeah. Is that bad? Is that a word? I don't know, but I always make up words. We're gonna find the definition of energetical or but look, make one dude, up. like we all carry frequencies. And yes, you can change your state, but if the frequency ain't vibing, it's gonna be very difficult to get on the same like wavelength. Is it worth it? Or is there somebody out there, almost eight billion people, who have, who matches on your frequency level and has the same habits as you? I truly believe that there is someone for it for everyone out there but you have to be ready like emotionally spiritually mentally physically to attract the perfect one otherwise you're gonna be attracting whatever is on your current wavelength and what you manifested from your old wavelength may not be whatever wavelength you're on today so you have to make you so you have to make a decision <laughs> yeah energy energetical whatever i want to be energetical few hang in the ENS community, we will charge you up real quick. I don't think energetical is a word, but there is an etymology of the word. So uh, exhibiting energy, operating with force, vigor, and effect. Forcible, powerful, having energy or energies, possessing a capacity for vigorous action or exerting force. Mm -hmm, I love it. Interesting fact. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's not very interesting. <clears throat> I don't. I still don't know if it's a word. I'm still not sure. It does not matter. You guys get the point. That's all. It that is now.
This uh, is how you learn to speak the new languages, by the way. You make up words and talk with your hands and you hope that the, the person is on the same wavelength. They're going to understand you. You hey, don't need to use this, the same word. What? Communication is not what is said. Communication is what is heard and received. True. Communication is what is understood by the receiver. So if you understand it, then we have clear energetical communication. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Look, you guys, with regards to anything in life, you want to take yourself from point A to point whatever, you have to make a decision, you have to commit to it, and you have to take action. So, you know, like if, if let's say you're in a relationship, kind of, sort of in a relationship, for one, if you're in a kind of, sort of relationship, my my challenge to you is just make a commitment to make a decision to get away or make a commitment to make a decision to commit to that person. Because how you do one thing is how you do other things. I guarantee you that if you're not committed to a person, then there's so many other things that you're not committed in your life. And that's probably yourself as well. It all starts and it all ends with you, you guys. So, you know, make a decision could be a tough one. And take, and like a, a true sign of you committing to it is taking action based on that decision. It's simple, but it's hard because we we are emotional beings. That's what makes us human beings. But if you want to be successful, you got to make tough decisions fast. And the, and the faster you make a tough decision, the, the more likely you are to move ahead faster. I have one more thing. Okay. It goes back to this for me every time. Also, if you're not happy in a relationship, ask yourself if you are being authentically you. Oof. Like, are you really being who you are? Do you have confidence in that? I, I, okay, this is my own personal philosophy. You can take it or leave it. I'm not stating this as fact or truth, but this is my truth, is that if you are not good with yourself, if you are not confident in your imperfections and who you are, then you are not ready for a relationship with another person in a romantically involved situation. This is my own personal philosophy because if you're not confident, the amount of questioning that happens or jealousy or that's where drama comes from. When you just said, oh, I just got over that a week ago or I just, what did you say? I, I got, got over, over it last a week. week. I got over it a week later. Yeah. But you said I got over it last week uh -huh. and you like made that mistake. Yeah. I'm like, ah, that's hilarious. Like I have confidence that that's not the truth. Right. But somebody who will lack that confidence, and this is not just confidence in self, but this is confidence also in the relationship. Mm -hmm. She can go do whatever she wants with whoever she wants. I don't need to look at her phone or her email or ask her questions or, you know, look through her wallet or her bag or like, I don't like there's no, because here's the other thing is that when you know that if that person leaves you, it's their loss. That's confidence in that relationship. The best scenario is when both people truly believe that if I left, I would be at a huge loss. But if they left, they would also be at a huge loss. Mm -hmm. That's this situation. I'm like, man, she's stupid to leave me. Yeah. Where, where is she yeah. going to find another me? <laughs> this, there's no way that anywhere. there's no way, but also the same goes for me. Stupid. Where would I ever find another one? It doesn't exist. There's no such thing. That's how, you know, it's the greatest thing of all time mm -hmm. is when you know that, and then you have so much confidence. You're like, bah. 
like it would really suck. But like, I know that you would never do anything to mess this up because you will never find another me doesn't exist. No, like I believe in myself that much and the value that I bring to this relationship that much that I'm not scared if something happens, if I hurt her feelings, if I do something that, you know, does she doesn't like or something, or if I say something that's out of line and it doesn't sit well with her, I'm never afraid like, oh, is she going to leave me? It's just like, oh, we just need to have a conversation about this because I did, oops, oopsie. And I need to get better. Does the same thing, vice versa. You know, there's never any fear of like, oh, what's going to happen with this relationship because of this incident? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's like, man. And it's, and it's been like that from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the truth. Um, you guys, speaking of relationships, tomorrow we have a very special um, live guest interview with dear friends of ours. Their names are Martin and Chelsea Matthews. They're financial advisors, and we're going to be talking about the finance secrets of happy couples because 60% of divorces happen due to financial burden. Um, so it's happening tomorrow at noon Eastern, same place as today. Actually, we don't need to drop a link anymore, but we're going to be live here. With we're we're going to be live screen. here, but there will be an announcement made in the community page. Anyways, just to remind you guys so that you can show up for it. Invite your friends, you guys invite your significant other too. What was for the those... book that they wrote? Let's fight about money. Let, yeah. Let's fight about money. We're going to be talking about their book that they just released not too long ago. It's going to be a really, really powerful couples conversation for those of you guys who are currently in a relationship or are married. Highly recommend that you join. For those of you guys who are not, look, it's better to start good habits sooner rather than later. So we hope that you guys join us for that. You guys, look, our mission is massive and we're going to keep on showing up for you. And we're eternally grateful that you choose to spend your time with us each and every day. But and the best... And, and the best sign of gratitude is just to pay it forward. So please, 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 like if, you know, this conversation added value for you, if, if your best friend, your cousin is, you know, like would benefit from hearing this, just do us a favor and share this with them. Um, like and subscribe our YouTube, like and subscribe our podcast if this is what you're listening to us on. This is how we're going to be able to reach more people. And, you know, it, it's about the mission, you guys, because we have the answer and shame on us if we don't share it. So we really need your help. Grateful for you guys taking your time to share it. Um, that's all we got for today. And we will see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Espresso with Erin and Suri. On your way out, be sure to check out our website, erinandsuri.com, to keep up to date with what we have going on and maybe grab some free stuff. And if you feel so inclined, hop on over to leave us a five-star review, wink, wink. And remember, life is more fun when you subscribe to Erin and Sarit.